Bolt-On Technologies Automotive Software Solutions. Auto repair shops that have Bolt-On Technologies software provide customer vehicle condition reports including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. Live from the John's Refrigeration Media Center at the East Valley Institute of Technology, this is 88.7 The Pulse, KPNG, Chandler, Phoenix, and KVIT, Apache Junction, Goldfield, Ghost Town, Arizona. This is Wrench Nation, car talk, car culture, car tips, car music, all that is car. Wrench Nation Car Talk. Call or text your questions now. 480-655-8870 with your hosts, Frank and Steve. It is time for another exciting Wrench Nation edition. Hello there, Frank. What is happening, peoples? How you doing today, Frank? I'm good. We welcome you guys back every Wednesday at 4 p.m. We love to have you here. And uh, Steve, it was an interesting week in the garage. We got stories. We got special guests on today's show. A lot of show. special guests today. We got them lined up. Yeah. And, and I got to tell the people what the show topic will be today. All right. Well, hold on a second because, of course, if you want to join in at Wrench Nation, 480-655-8870 is our phone number. That's 480-655-8870. You can talk or text anything. If there's something going on with your car, if the check engine light's on or it's making a funny noise or the AC isn't blowing as cold as you think it should right now because we've been getting really warm. We've been getting warm, but you know what? We've been getting a lot of squeaks and bumps and grinds. If you guys have noises that seem to come and go. Did you ever get anybody come into the garage and say, hey, I think there's a ghost in my vehicle? (laughs) (laughs) We've had gremlin. We've definitely had some gremlin situations. Those phantom. Yes. Phantom is what we title those. And you probably have ever had a gremlin in the garage. Well, I got to tell you a story. The old 70s, yeah. So a brake job comes in to, I was working at the dealer back in the early 90s. Okay. And, you know, uh, customer noted brake squeak. Sure. I go to check the brakes, pull off the hubcap, and a dead mouse fell out of the hubcap. Oh, is that the squeak they were hearing? I was like, <laughs> oh, no. But, yeah, we get some oddities. And uh, every day there's something, to, something new to learn. Whether You know, we got a lot of mechanics listening from all over the country, whether you're working at a garage or a dealership. This life is full of goodness, and it's, I tell you, now's a great time to be what we like to admire ourselves as an automotive technician in today's show topic, people. A lot of you watching YouTube, and, you know, you're trying to pick up some skills, maybe work on your own car. I think right now is the time. The technology's there. Right. You need to get down with becoming an automotive service technician. And today's topic is... I thought it'd be harder because of all the computers. You can't do it. Oh, to be a technician. To be a tech... Okay. Well, what does that mean? Instead of just being the handyman who tries to do it themselves. Well, we use technician because... And we're going to dive in much deeper later on. But technician... We are using laptops. We are essentially little network engineers. It's like IT, right? My goodness. The 2017 F-150's got 150 million lines of code, people. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Yeah, so really now's the time. Think about that. And if you go back, I mean, when did the the computers really start becoming a a commonplace in vehicles? Because talk about the 60s and 70s, there were no computers in there, were there? Well, it was primitive. Yeah. There were electronic control modules. Okay. uh, Basic processing of air fuel management. Right. You can go way back. Uh, We call it in our industry, it's the OBD-1. You're not telling me a 57 Chevy. No, not a 57. No. No, No, unless you, you know, no, not a 57. (laughs) People come in the garage all the time, Steve. And uh, I had an older gentleman. He was driving a 2013 Kia Rio. Okay. A simple car. And he said, you know, Frank, I miss working on my 55. I said, well, what happened to the 55? Right. He said he had to get the Kia Rio because eventually he couldn't drive the big daddy car, that 55. Sad. Because there were a lot of blind spots. Okay, and this so is what those mirrors. So, I don't want to give up a 55 for a Kia. I mean, if I'm giving up a 55, I want to have a car. Well, that's a what real I was vehicle. saying. Not a how, Kia. how does somebody go from a 55 Chevy? <laughs> Sorry, Mark Kia, Mark Kia, but the. <laughs> a Kia Rio. Yeah. But so on today's show, you guys listening, we always welcome you back every Wednesday. If you're catching this on the replay, uh, iTunes, podcast, SoundCloud, we appreciate you guys. Look, it's real simple today. We're going to talk about a lot of you guys listening and gals. How do you become a mechanic, an automotive technician? 
What's that all about? What's the criteria? We got guests from all over. Uh, we've got Bogey with All Girls Garage and, of course, Bogey's 180 Garage here in Phoenix. Okay. Rock star of an automotive technician. She champions the industry uh, as a, an instructor, not only to uh, students on the student side, but a lot of the industry side. And she's got a special project. We're going to talk about that. Of course, Greg Buckley on the fourth quarter is coming down from Delaware. He's going to chime in. But, Steve, i got to ask you, you've been really busy. Yes, I have been and extremely busy. You Crazy said, busy. You said a few things. You're out there, of course, East Valley Institute of Technology, one of the premier schools in the country. Tell us, what what challenges are you having? Like, you're out talking to these yes. students. Because we're going to talk about the automotive program. Yep. Um, you well, here's one thing. Parents. Are parents cooperating like they should? No. All right, well, let's but talk there's a couple about reasons for that. Okay, first and foremost, there's a lot of females who want to get into to be a technician and the parents don't understand that that is an acceptable career for a young lady well this is the show right i guarantee you in the future this will be the most replayed show we got a lot of replayed shows a lot of our folks on itunes because we are gonna bust open yep. all all of the hysteria and quite frankly we talk stereotypes about, we're talking about stereotypes and you know you know we might as well bring up fake news yes because today is the time, and gosh, I know so many great female wrenches, uh, so dial in, tune in. If you're driving, you're stuck in traffic, we are going to tear this open. I would love to talk to the parent of a young lady. Yeah. You know, what would you say? Call us, 480-655-8870. If you call us, we'll give you some, some prizes, some Renaissance Festival tickets or something, Dutch Bros, whatever you want, Krispy Kreme. But I'd love to talk to the parent of a young lady, even if your daughter is not interested right now in going into auto or never has been if your daughter told you that would you be supportive or would you be hesitant that's right we want to know what's the barrier what is the census right now here's another thing that even needs to look at yeah that, that i'm seeing out with all the students motorcycle right. repair yeah there are so many students interested in that and you think we can maybe get these harley davidson people all around here on board with us i'm telling you and let's not forget the great welders yeah, well, well, so welding much. at Eve, it's an incredible program as well, just like auto. But, you know, the, the focus is on essentially those that may be listening. And, and these don't have to be straight up youngsters in high school. We got some young adults out there that may have uh, started uh, things didn't work out. Maybe they were working in retail and they said, you know, we want to get down with the trade. Right. Um, we're busting open up. All of the stereotype situations, we've got some great guests that will be testimony to the real deal, and specifically, why now's the time, pick up that wrench, get your automotive technician on. We're going to kind of dive in as to how that's done uh, and all of that, but I got some news for you, people. I wish we had some Walter Cronkite news, background news stuff. Maybe we can I get some it. news. Hold on a Let's second. Let's do some news. On, we got um, some news. I forgot what it's under, but I had the, always had the uh, Tom Brokaw <laughs> NBC News. Uh, you know it. what I like to tell people, and you guys, 88.7 Pulse, the listeners are the greatest. This is real people, real radio, no robots here. So That's the way we do it. It's happening live here, Wrench Nation. And, and what we're talking about is, uh, you know, the news of the day. And then I think we got uh, Joey Corolla is going to be calling We in. do? Oh, wait, wait, I got the news music. Are you ready? All right, we're ready for some news. Well, it's going to be real quick. Right now. Uh, listen, a lot of you guys. And now it's time for your automotive <laughs> news. Here's Tom Brokenjaw. <laughs> oh, you called me. What'd you say? <laughs> Tom Brokenjaw. Walker talking Crokenkite. <laughs> Frank, Walter Bro Crokenkite. Frank Brokenjaw. All right. Well, listen, for some reason, you guys in the age group of about 17 to maybe 21, you guys decided that, uh, wait a minute. You don't want to drive. You don't need a driver's license. You know, I see that with some students. Why is that? Well, this is, is a, new, a millennial thing. A they new all era. want to take Uber and everything. You guys listening have said, well, I don't need a driver's license. I can ride share. I could Uber. I'll call grandma. What the hell is wrong with these people? Well, <laughs> that's what I'm saying because this is the first There's generation. There's nothing like getting out behind the wheel and going for that drive, cruising on 93 up to Vegas, and then I'm going down one mountain and I see a truck two miles ahead and I go, see that truck? I'm going to pass that truck. So you guys with, <laughs> with driver's license, high school students back in 1996, we had about 85%. That has dropped to a record low to 70, almost 70%. So we lost roughly 15% of you young drivers because wow. <laughs> he said, 
Nope, I'm going to Uber. I'm going to Lyft. Well, shouldn't that make our insurances go down then? I don't know, but I'm thinking, shouldn't that make like roadways safer? <laughs> right. I mean, nothing for nothing. We were all young drivers banging it up. Uh, but the fact is, uh, that's the case. So if, if you are listening and perhaps you're in that statistic, maybe you did get your driver's license, but maybe you didn't buy a car because you said, you know what? That'll work for me. Uber will work for me. Lyft and I can call Grandma Jones. She well, I, here's up. the thing. It's like, what does it take every day for you to get to work if you're young or at school? And you're not driving yourself. Well, okay, you got to get to school. Maybe the bus takes you. But to get around, is it cheaper for you to Uber and Lyft? Or is it cheaper for you to own that car? And I guess maybe they're taking that into consideration. Very much so. There is some, you know, I was talking to a gal in the garage not too long ago. Um, uh, her daughter was in-house. Right? right. And, you know, we Uber folks at the garage, right? We have an in-house shuttle. But Uber is a backup. And it works out really well. We can pick up people, you know. Yeah, we deliver cars that they can't make it. We bring them to their car. You know, whatever. We figure that out. But she was talking about her daughter, and her daughter just didn't really want to get into a used car. She said her daughter is spending about $200 a month, and she can get around. So there's some logic around it. You don't have to worry about seeing the mechanic. You don't have to worry about registration. So if you're one of those type of individuals, and you want to give us the why... Maybe there's somewhere missing. I don't like to think I'm an old, old uh, Eltacaca. Right. But uh, <laughs> I want to know why. Why is it that you guys don't really care as much as the older generations to drive? So give us your take, 480-655-8870. Uh, and, and we've got John on the phone. from. He's calling up from Tucson because we can be heard all the way to Tucson, you know. Johnny boy from Tucson. Hey, what John, what's your comment, man? Hey, guys, what's going on? What is happening? Great to Welcome have you on the, the show. Nation. What is happening? So you were early talking about uh, how a parent would feel or how someone would feel if their daughter got into the uh, yes. automotive. Yes. Yeah, tell us about that. And uh, I work in the uh, Mercedes industry, and I've, I've had a lot of uh, experience with actually women that are working in the shop as, as technicians. Awesome. Uh, but one of the interesting things about Mercedes is you've got the AMG program that's the highest level of performance engines that they make, and their motto is one man, one engine. And on every oh, engine, ah. by the mechanic, by the engine builder who made it. Wow. Well, uh, last year, a couple of years ago, they got their first two female engine builders. Oh, okay, nice. So uh, now, it's, uh, now it's one person, one engine. There you go. <laughs> well, I think you make a good point, John, and thanks for calling in. It has in. to start from the top. It does have to. I think we've branded, you know, the Germans call it Das Mensch, the Mensch, the men, the men. We fix cars. We're men. But I think that that's that's old school. That's gone. It is. And so if you if you go to Deutsche Lande, where Mercedes has got actually Mercedes and, and John, you know this uh, as a ranch uh, working on one of the most uh, uh, impeccable uh, designed vehicles. That AMG portion of Mercedes is uh, is definitely uh, an amazing technology piece that has to start in that corporate culture. And so let me ask you, John, you have, uh, do we have any female wrenches in the back there with you? Yeah. Nice. Yes, Tell us do. about that experience. How, how, would you, how are you feeling working with, uh, what's your take on that, working with a, another great wrench who's a, who's a female? What does that mean to you? Well, from a, from a skill set level, she's as good as anybody in the shop. Nice. The challenge, the challenge is more of a cultural immerse, immersing the, you know, the difference in genders working side by side sure. because yeah. the guys are having a harder time not being curious and just wanting to hang out right um but there's not really any jealousy towards or animosity towards or doubt of their skill set because uh, the two ladies that are there are great they're really really good and they have a different maybe a different approach too because quite frankly they're not as predisposed to trying to figure stuff out by knowing the answer they're observing the symptoms Actually doing right. a path of discovery. I think, John, you make a good point. And one of the things I'll openly admit as, as a technician for 27 some odd years, sometimes we, we get into this sort of pattern mentality. Mm -hmm. I think as men, we get into this pattern mentality. And, you know, Jody DeVere was on here from Ask Patty a few shows ago, and she said it bluntly. She says, you guys don't listen. You just don't listen. And, and now maybe that was a bit extreme, but I think, John, what you're saying is every situation that comes into that garage, they're dialed in. They're listening. They're tuning in. 
Whereas uh, I have to say, John, maybe you can agree with me. We're already like we're we're sort of patterned. We're, our our mind works in little blocks. We're not as uh, open to that process. Yeah. Same reason why we don't ask directions when we get lost. I know we're just so bloody. John, <laughs> hey, thanks for calling in. Thanks for listening all the way down in Tucson. We appreciate it, man. Thanks a lot, John. Right. Take care, buddy. Thank you. Okay, hold on. Before we go to our guest, Joey Corolla, we're going to go to our iPad winner for last week. Well, all right. Hello there, Mr. iPad winner. Hi, hi. Now, Hello. Your, your name is Zach? That is correct. Zach who? Suber. Zach Suber. Well, Zach, congratulations on winning an iPad, and thanks for listening to Wrench Nation. Are you a new listener to Wrench Nation? I am a, uh, very much a new listener. What do you think about it? I, I like it. Uh, it was something that I was just, you know, turning on the radio and kind of switching through stations and found you guys. Wait awesome. a minute. I, I thought I thought he was going to say, well, I smelled a little gear oil coming out of the speaker. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Zach, how old are you? I'm 30. Okay, let me ask you this. Do you have any kids? I do not. If you're if you had a daughter and she wanted to become a wrench, would you let her? Would you fight her on it? Would. Yeah? Good. Um, no, of course I would. Good. Well, you're a little bit younger and I think maybe some parents maybe in their 40s might be stuck in that stereotype and they've got the kids and they you know, they think their daughter is going to be uh the the manager of something different well, and, and they want to be a wrench and they like cars. What's wrong with that? Yeah. There's not I don't see anything wrong with that. I personally like uh, girls who have cars, who uh, like to work on cars. Rock on, brother. And we appreciate you uh, listening to the show, Zach. Yeah. And congratulations on the iPad. Tell the world about our show and, and stay in touch with us if you have any questions, man. Yeah, Feel free absolutely. to give us a holler. Okay. We'll do, we'll hey. do. Enjoy listening to the show. Thank, Thank you, Zach. Zach. Hang on a second. Bree will get back to you. I do have a text coming in from Haley White. She says she's a mom of a nine-year-old daughter. And she would be fine if she wanted to be an auto technician. One of my first college courses was auto maintenance. Nice. And she loved it. I think everyone should be required to take an auto class before they drive. I have friends who can't even change a tire. I'm I know people you. like that. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I, I, I'm telling you. And we've got, um, I'm just going to introduce Cody Metcalf yeah. as one of the lead instructors in studio here at Autom uh, East Valley Institute of Technology. And Cody, so here we are. Haley White just talked about her nine-year-old daughter, what we've lost, Stephen, you've seen this because we kind of grew up with like the industrial classes right. at high school. They've cut that down. And so do you get younger students that are so like, I, I don't want to say green, but you have to go back in time a little bit more because none of this, none of this ever existed at any level, elementary level. Yeah. Um, basically, uh, what, what was the gentleman's name, Greg? That called in just before? That was uh, John, John out of Mercedes, oh, AMG okay. Mercedes. Yeah. John... I mean, he hit the nail right on the head. Um, right. Females are very methodical the way that they approach situations. So um, in needing a more uh, uh, female presence in the industry, I mean, right. you know, we, we need that. Right. Um, you know, a lot of my students, they, they walk out into the garage, grab that toolbox. And, you know, like you said, we're, we're scared to ask for directions sometimes. You know, we, we want to like. Oh, we're too proud. Yeah. We're, we're too proud. Hey, we're I, too I, cool. I don't need, yeah. And so. I, I don't need your help. I'm going to get lost. Yes. Yeah, so running over to the repair manual, that's the last thing they want to do. But when a female walks out there, they grab the right tools, they go through the repair manual, and nine times out of ten, they fix the car properly the first time. It's so about method. It, it is. Well, so, maybe auto is a lot where culinary was 30 or 40 years ago when you assume that your your cook is always going to be, or your chef is always going to be a female. Okay? Yeah. You always you always assume that because that was stereotypical. Mom cooked the dinners in the 50s and all that good stuff. And so culinary went through that transition. I think right now you have a really good split of both male and females. And now auto is starting to move that way because they think a lot of more independence with, with kids and the fact that there's so much more uh, information available to them through the Internet and through the mm -hmm. computer that now they can follow their passions yeah. a little more. And culture. Look, the bottom yeah. line is we, we talked to uh, Jody Vera some time ago and some of us that have been in the industry for a while and, and a lot of you guys listening that may have been uh, mechanics, automotive technicians for, you know, 20 plus years, you've seen the transition. Uh, we, we can't do business like we, hit, we did before. So a lot of uh, the independent market, the dealership market, they cleaned up the act. Those calendars, naked lady calendars, they went away, man. Uh, there's a different level of respect. And now one thing, and we're going to dive in a little bit more about the technology side. You mentioned, Cody, method. There's a methodic flowchart type approach. Yeah. And and, you know, I, I, look, let's admit it. Years ago, uh, when I say years ago, maybe 70s and 80s, and, and I don't knock you guys that still perhaps work on your stuff and you come up through the 70s and 80s era, 
you know, it wasn't, you know, working on cars wasn't like, oh, he works on cars. Well, see, my, my he, he also fixes my roof. He also does yeah, my plumbing. Right. He also, and there wasn't this technical. I've said before, side. have you ever seen the movie My Cousin Vinny? Yes, and you I see have, Marissa yeah. told me, and yep. she says her uncle was, and her dad was a, a, a mechanic, and her brothers were mechanics, and her cousins. I have the same thing in my family. An uncle, two uncle mechanics, several cousin mechanics, uh, um, you know, family everywhere, grandfather mechanics, all right? So I've seen that, but all, again, all males. But here's another thing. The culture you talked about, Frank, you know, what are you doing, Cody, to educate our youth so that we get rid of the stereotype that every garage is a, a, a the technicians are all foul-mouthed and they're all cussing and they're yeah. all making, yeah. you know, inappropriate sexual jokes. You know, how do you instill to the students that, that's not the way today's auto shop is. Well, Steve, uh, you've been here for quite some time. Yep. So if you come down to my shop, yep. it, it, you can eat off the floor. I've never hung on you. Your, your, your shop is spotless. Yes. No it, question. It, it's, it's absolutely spotless. Yes. Um, I don't, you know, I, I practice and I preach professionalism all the time. Attention to detail starts with the environment right. of. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I couldn't tell you when I was in the industry so many times where right. you would get these guys that would just throw tools everywhere. They would throw parts everywhere. Yep. Yeah. Greasy and dirty, and, and, and not tried, respecting the the tools. Exactly, and so um, I try to teach all of my students the, the complete opposite. You sure. Know? So when we do some um, some job shadowing once in a while, these guys right. get to go out and see the different types of shops. And um, one of the biggest things that I that my the feedback that I get is uh, you know some of these shops are are managed and extremely clean. Sure. And some of them, you know, are, are kind of, you know, kind of questionable. You got, got right. some, some dirty guys. Sure. There. You get the you dumpy. Know. It's yeah. dumpy. Let's face so, it. Dumpy um, looking place. I, I really, um, I, I really preach professionalism. So it kind of starts there. Yeah. Um, it, right. It has to start from the top and absolutely. it says, okay, you have to respect the tools. You have to respect the shop. Yep. You have to respect everyone. Everybody in there. Every, right. It doesn't matter if you're I mean, you're I go into a frame shop. I've yeah. never seen a cleaner bathroom in a, in a uh, garage in, in, in my life. I think, and I said to Frank, I said, my God, I've never seen a cleaner bathroom. And he said, you know, because I usually am used to going with my uncles and, you know, the Gojo's there to get the grease <laughs> off the hands. And right. a, I mean, the right. sink looks disgusting. I wouldn't even want to touch the thing. Yeah. Frank's looks like it's, you know, brand new. It just got installed and it's you know, 10, 12 years old. Well, and that's what we're talking about. We're talking attention to detail mm -hmm. and hello, people, attitude, positive attitude. Yep. How are we going to breed positive attitude? And I think the industry is getting there, but we're not where we need to be. And um, I don't know if we got Joey. Yeah, Carolla. we do. We're going straight on through. We're not stopping right now. Joey Corolla's on the phone. Hello, Mr. Corolla. How are you, sir? Well, how are you doing today? Good. Welcome well, to Rich Nation. Right. Mr. Joey Corolla, tell us you <laughs> Who have... is Joey Corolla? Well, we're going to introduce Joey Corolla. Uh, Joey Corolla was that uh, individual... Uh, he sounds like Italian, like, I'm Joey Corolla. How you well, doing? he was the guy. You you can't refuse. He was the guy, maybe, that jumped up <laughs> in that commercial. I love what you do for me, Toyota. He's got a Toyota Corolla that's almost oh, kicking okay. 300,000 wow. miles, people. <laughs> what are you doing, Joey? Well, of course, motoring around. <laughs> well, we didn't get, we, okay, so slow, uh, we didn't get you on that, but I have yeah, a the question. Phone, the phone's cutting down a little bit. Please talk straight on into it. Yeah. So Joey, let me ask you, you've got this vehicle. You've been very, um, organized and you've maintained this vehicle. Um, and so you're thinking about, there's another round of repairs possibly. Uh, you've weighed out the math. Uh. You, you may keep the vehicle, but my question to you did you ever have a repair estimate and you said no? And then if you did say no, why did you say no to that estimate? Tell us about that. Well, that goes two ways. You can uh, decide whether you love the car, like your wife, yeah. and keep it. <laughs> <laughs> or, wait a minute, your husband. Yeah, or husband. Or you can decide that, yeah, it's, it's kind of like uh, the doctor tells you, hey, I need a new liver. You want to live? Uh, sure, why not? You know, or up for something new, and it's unknown. And, you know, there is an attractive part of the new car. I've been on both sides, but it's an expensive payment. Yeah. That usually pays after about a year. Yeah. And I drive a lot. I drive about 650 miles a week. Yeah. And, oh, wow. And, and so I figure, well, you know, I, it, you keep good records, take good care of it. It'll take good care of you. Well, Joey, I, I was I was gonna say because you say talking about the new car, I get the excitement when I go shopping for a new vehicle, and I'm you know I've ha I had my Dodge Ram, I ran I went about 170 thousand miles on this one. It was still running fine. The air conditioner went out, 
And I took a look at it and said, okay, you know, I looked at the blue book value, what I could get for it uh, on the private market, what I could get for it in a trade. And I said, you know what? I don't want to put the money with a new compressor and everything into it. So I made that decision to trade off and go to something new. You, how, how what's the secret to going 300,000 miles? I mean, what's the biggest expense you've ever had to put into that car? Well, you know, I put in uh, sometimes 2500 or okay. more. Uh, however, the rule of thumb, you know, on an older car is eleven to 1500 a year. But then you've got to decide whether your engine's strong, whether yep. your transmission's good. All right, well, hang on a minute. Joey, Joey Corolla, Joey, Joey Corolla. Joey Corolla. Joey Corolla, hey, yo. <laughs> the question I asked you was, did you ever get an estimate? And you said, niched. Or what do the Russians say for no? Nietzsche? Did you ever get an estimate, Joey Corolla, and you said, no, I'm not going to do that repair. And if you did say no, why did you say no, Joey? I think there was one time I might have said no, and part of that is more like what everybody else has fear. Uh, their fear is that, oh, I can't afford to go to the shop. But when you think about it in reality, like I was saying, yeah, you're going to spend 20 to 30 bucks a week to uh, get you going in the morning, getting yourself some coffee. Yeah, you might as well put that money aside or, you know, double it yep. and, and save up for repairs because, you know, eventually everybody wants, you know, things at low cost or free. Well, that's, that's la-la land. That's not the real world, whether you have a new car or an older car. So if you maintain your car, it's kind of like physical fitness. If you maintain your, your conditioning... Yeah, you're not going to have to, you know, put a lot into it all the time. All right, hold hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. You say twenty five hundred bucks though. Look at this. This this is yep. this I mean, is this is like a paid promotion up in here. If you're Was putting, that a commercial, Joey? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> if you're putting twenty five hundred bucks into a car, what year is it? Well, it's a two thousand one. Okay, so I bet you the total amount you've put into this car to maintain it costs more than actually you paid for the car. Definitely. Wow. So for me, I would make that decision. I would have to. I would say I'm not going to put 2,500 bucks in, no matter how much I love the car, because that 2,500 bucks is five months of me a brand new vehicle. Well, that's me. Well, would you? Put I in, commend you, Joey, but I couldn't do it. I I think it's fascinating. And Co- <laughs> yeah, Cody, Cody, Cody I'm, wants I'm to say something. Bite my tongue. Say it, Cody, okay. say it. Say it, Cody. I I agree with Joey Corolla. Okay. All the way. I I was making phenomenal money as a right? technician in the field. And um, I got laughed at all the time because I drove a 97 Ford Escort. I bought for 300 bucks. Okay. Oh, put, Ford Escort. Yeah, yeah baby. I, I, I had a Ford I, Escort, but I, it was I put, 83. Oh. I put a head gasket on it. Uh, the injections were horrible back I, then. And I, put oh. a, um, I, I drove this car daily yeah. for about eight years. Did you have the gray interior? I had the gray interior. That's, it was, it was a sport. That so, was the so upgraded. It had, it had the spoiler on the back. It was, it, it was <laughs> Wow, it looked like a shopping, was, like a shopping was, cart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but while all of my uh, while all of my coworkers were driving around Lexuses and right. six hundred dollar car payments, I was laughing all the way to the bank. Yeah, I imagine you know. because you know what? When I was looking at that that vehicle when I traded off my Dodge Ram, it would have been the first time in my life if I would have just kept it because I only had a, two payments left. I would, it would have been the first time in my life I haven't had a car payment. It would have been, but I didn't take it. I didn't take it and jump yeah. at it. Maybe yeah. once I tasted that, Joey, maybe once I tasted that, I would have enjoyed that, right? Yeah, I didn't get to that point until about, I'd say, age 45 or 50. I always had to have a new car. Yeah. But I think well, I'm uh, getting looking there, yeah. at how long a new car lasted me and how much a used car, if I repaired it, it was about the same, or sometimes the used car was even better. I've had three cars that have lasted past 150K. I plan on driving this one to the moon. There you go. Well, I think it's fascinating you mentioned that. And and Joey Corolla, can we get you on the show in the future? Absolutely. The Corolla update. The only request we have is we came up with a pretty, like, gangster name for you. Like, hey, Joey Corolla. <laughs> Joey Corolla. You got to talk like a Joey Corolla. Yeah, I'm a Joey Corolla. How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> How's the family? Because otherwise, right, we're, we're just going to call, out, we're just going to give you a name like Joe Schwartzman. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Joey, we got to let you go, man. Thanks for calling in today. Absolutely. Thank you, Joey. All right, we've got JB on the phone from Bolton. He's already here. Hello, well, JB. JB. Yeah. Yo, guys. How you doing? Good. Welcome back to Wrench Nation. Thank you for having me back. Hey, once again, tell us what Bolton Technology is for anybody new who does not know. Well, Bolton Technology is a new way of running your shop, taking care of the service side of things and making a lot of it automated where you don't have to think about it, where it just goes through and it does it for you. Uh, sets new appointments, 
sends reminders out to your customers automatically. I mean, these are all things that we're too busy to do because we're in the bay trying to fix cars. Right. So you definitely need to check into it. Instead, well, of, the chi- instead of the chicken scratch, it's an electronic report, and you can get that report as a consumer as well, right? From yeah, your shop. We send a, yeah, we can send inspections direct to consumers' phones at, through text. Okay. And they can see wow. exactly what we're talking about with no explanation needed. And can you imagine all the trees that we are currently saving? We are trying to go paperless. This is a digital inspection. That's the number one thing, but I think that the, well, I think it's the number two thing, but the number one thing for me is the fact that I can be more involved in the process of the repair of my vehicle when I can get this type of information. Yeah, I mean, it's exceptional because think about the son or daughter that's away at school. They have to take the car and get it looked at. We do a digital inspection. We can send it right to mom and dad so they can see exactly what's going on. Right. And we can take care of the little boy or girl so they can go back to school. Yep. Yeah, you know, I, I think um, you guys listening, I think the big takeaway here is um, be a part of that process. You may have a local rock star mechanic. You love them. You've been, you love her, right? So you've been going to see them for years. And it may there may be times during the day where you go to pick up your car and it seems just cluttered, right? It's just a busy environment. Um, check out the digital solutions uh, Bolt-On Technology uh, can offer for you guys and uh, let your local garage know. Uh, I think uh, it streamlines the process. And, and you know what I like? And you mentioned this, Steve. What? You want to know what's good with my ride. Yes. You take a picture of a nice, clean right. You make me proud. Hey, you're doing good. This is good. This is looking good. This is looking good. This is what needs repair. Because as I said before, when I go into a shop, sometimes I'm embarrassed because I've neglected the vehicle. And I, I actually hesitate on taking my vehicle in. Because yeah. I'm so embarrassed on how I've handled it. I'll be like, okay, so uh, maybe if I put this extra quart of oil in there, maybe they won't realize that I went too long without an oil change. Exactly, you know? exactly. So, hey, you know, JB, you taught for 10 years uh, as an automotive instructor, right? Yes, sir, definitely. So, like, in general, you taught, did you teach, like, sort of the younger set, or was it young adults? Is it adult education? Well, it was a mixture. Um, we were post-secondary school, which meant a lot of our students came right out of high school after they graduated. But we also had some people coming in from the military that didn't want to go in the field. So it kind of uh. a mixture of post-secondary school graduates and people coming in from the military. Well, let me ask you, uh, what was one of the things, um, you know, as somebody new in, in this arena where we're, we're, we're not too familiar with the environment, um, the car, the vehicle, we're trying to get sort of comfortable what tip can you give we got a lot of uh you know young students listening what tips what kind of tips would you give somebody look i want to quit i want to quit i've been doing this for a week i'm going to do i'm going to do dental i'm not staying in this automotive mm-hmm. what inspiration well the, biggest, well the biggest thing is to have the attitude that you're going to have to learn every day i mean you can't fix something if you don't know how it works so you need to learn how it works so that you can diagnose it and fix it you need to have the right attitude to understand that you've got to ask questions. You don't know everything. Yeah. There's people around you will be more than happy to help you. And you need to understand that you've got to go slow. You've got to start at the beginning and work your way through. A lot of these students think that they should go out there, plug in the scan tool, get the codes, and immediately throw the parts in it. But they don't do anything in between. Right. So you have to give it a little bit of time, and you have to learn all the points in between. And as you get better, you will learn how to streamline that path to your diagnosis and repair. Uh, so, so, JB, real quick, we got Cody Metcalf. Just want to kind of re- regroup here. Cody Metcalf is uh, one of the lead instructors, automotive instructors. And we got Tyler Torres. Tyler, get up to the mic. Tyler is uh, EVIT alumni. Hey, how you doing? Um, hey. Tyler went through the program here at EVIT. How long have you been wrenching now? Uh, altogether four years. Okay. In the professional environment, probably about two. Right. And as you're growing your skill set uh, as an automotive technician, what have you been doing recently for, for training? I mean, what, what keeps, you, uh, keeps your blood moving for knowledge? You, it just doesn't stop when you yeah, leave even. No, not at all. Yeah. Um, classes, go to classes, uh, Ford, Chevy, every class available. Right. Um, ASC study guides, YouTube tutorials type. Everything. So you're all over it. And yeah, I'm sure I'm the company you work for also provides some training. Do oh, they? Yeah. That'd be your company, Frank. Oh, yes. All that's the time. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe oh, yeah. Yeah. Chandler. Yeah. Um, but I, I think, I Shameless think plug. the biggest question I have for you, Tyler, 
when you were in class, you were in a setting, sometimes we're in a setting and we're hungry as individuals, but our peer group, sometimes we got a couple bad apples. Always. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, right? <laughs> and we never, I mean, you know, Cody. Oh, yeah. There's the story of my I life. I see it every day, yeah. So you see an instructor that may be struggling. Did you ever step in and say, hey, man, I'm yeah. here to learn, chill out? Oh, yeah, I did. And tell me how that went down. Usually they brushed me off and kept doing whatever, but uh, I think it kind of showed them that a lot of people were there to learn. So that you know? positive attitude yeah, overpowered it, yeah, if you're going to, yeah. right, right. Well, I think in that situation, you know, being teaching here for 20 years, I think you get a student who calls out another student, the first thing is that student's embarrassed. So they're going to get defensive and they're going to sit there and, and try to make the joke and, and try to make yeah. it so that they're still having a good time. And I think they're going to reflect on it uh, yeah, while exactly. they're doing that and kind of go, you know, maybe I should shut up because I'm ticking off people that, you know, that really want to do this. And, and if I want to really do this, and usually what happens is the ones who don't kind of fade anyway and, and they, and they move on. Okay. And the ones who do, they, they don't let that distract them and they remove those people from the distractions. Do you find that the same JB? JB? Yeah, definitely. I mean, one of the things I used to appreciate it, students would come up to me and say, listen, I can't learn what is going on, yep. so can you have, can have a conversation with this person? Sure. And when you bring the peers into the conversation and you do it nicely off from the side, right. sometimes you're going to get a good effect. Other yep. times you're just going to keep on going. Yeah, exactly. Well, let's get right into it. So, we, you know, we got a lot of, you know, experience in the room and on the phone. Uh, let's talk about reasons why. Okay, so I'm, I'm you know, we had uh, Haley White who texted us earlier. She's got a nine-year-old daughter. She says, you know what? My, my kid's going to get, she's going to understand how to pull out a tire, change a tire, swap it out, understand tire pressure. Why, why would somebody really want to become an automotive technician? JB, what could you say? But why would I want to be a chef? Well, you become an automotive technician. Why would I want to become an automotive technician? Well, here's a real quick little thing. It was never on my horizon or on my radar to ever become a tech. I actually went to Drexel University to be a weathercaster, a forecaster. <laughs> oh, wow. So. Yeah. And I did horribly with all that science and all those calculus <laughs> and stuff like that. So yeah. I got through my first year, and I came out and said, what the hell am I doing? This is not working for me. And then my car failed PA inspection, Pennsylvania inspection. I picked up a book. Hey, this is pretty cool. Went to tech school and the rest of its history. So part of it was helping yourself. Can we yeah. just get back to basics, guys? So what if we're in... We're in something that may have a strong career path, right? but may not necessarily, I mean, I'm careful I say this, may not be the number one thing that's helping us well, long-term, right? Cody, yeah, tell no, us about no, that. No, absolutely. I get a lot of students that um, if they don't decide to enter into the industry and make a career out of it, they just want to be informed consumers. Right. So they can fix their own cars. They have projects at home that they can work on. Right. Um, not everyone is cut out to do this. No, um, you're right. Yeah. Well, let's talk Same about that. Same thing with my business and radio. <laughs> yeah. Hang Not on Not everyone's cut out. What, let's talk about that. So, um, you know, when you apply for radio school, you yep. got to be able to listen. Yeah. Um, you got to be able to talk. You can be blind. Sure right? you could. Don't you have I've, blind I've, I've Absolutely. Blind students, yeah. So let me ask you some of the basic criteria. What I mean, I want to come in as a student. i got to be good in math. There is a lot of math that is involved. And I think sometimes here at EVA, which is really cool, and being an automotive instructor, is mm -hmm. some of those students that don't necessarily do so well in their math classes when they get here and we start talking about engines and we start talking about you start putting it together i start, always say this we start implementing a lot of mathematics yes. into it and they and get it, because the whole thing is is real life use of math yeah. or science or no, whatever wait a minute, are, we, are, we, they are. are we talking about like like not are we like trigonometry math what talk to us about that not, i think you not, don't need trigonometry yeah, not, for not auto, do you? i mean there, there, there's basic i mean you need to know geometry all right um, so there's algebra involved right. you know you know a fractions and okay. things like that. No, yeah, you got to be crazy. able to measure. We're not, yeah, yeah, we're not doing differential equations or nothing like that. Oh, thank goodness. Um, but, I don't, yeah. but, you know, there's, there, <laughs> it, it kind of sparks it. And so some of these students understand that if they want to get into the automotive field or especially when it, uh, designing or building engines, right. you know, they're going to need some of that mathematics. So um, Let me ask you a question. Uh, right now it's sexy. Hor horsepower, hot rod TV is sexy. It is. Now, uh, it's attracting. Uh, mm -hmm. building lots of audiences, great for vendors. And Are you sponsors. talking like Fast and Furious stuff? I'm talking everything horsepower TV. Okay. Uh, Tyler, yes, sir. Uh, give a shout out to your people that you do a little circle. What kind of racing do you do over there? It's uh, drifting. 18 you, Fab is the shop. 
Okay. All performance built, custom roll cages. Turbo, and you are everything. you're all over that. Oh yeah. Is that right. is that trucks? No, no, all cars. Roll cages and, and oh, you like well, a race yeah, car. You going fast? Yeah. Like gotta, a race car. Yeah. I was thinking a roll But my point is, did Tyler, Tyler, because this kind of made it mates up to what we're talking about. Tyler, did you come in this industry? Were you inspired by a movie? Fast and Furious. Yeah, all right. Right. That's what I was kind of right. kind of thinking. So sure. bringing this back over to Cody and JB, you're tuned in. I've never watched any of those from, movies, by the way, my whole from life. From Bolton. <laughs> so, <laughs> Cody, how many students do you get that come in and possibly drop out because they figured, oh, gosh, he's talking about setting the timing on my car. I just want to know how to put some slicks on and go fast. I would say... Um, probably a third of our students come in inspired by some sort of movie. Right, right. Or, All right, that's you know, cool. They like yeah. fast cars. And yeah, but that's, that's, okay. but that's glam. That's, but that's glam. okay. I mean, get to the, it's kind the of the dirt. Chair that, yeah, but, but when we start talking about you right. know, the specifics, when we really sure. get into the, you know, to the nuts and bolts of it. Um, the science the of science. how to fix. I always said this, guys. This is, I think it's powerful, JB. It's not so much that repairing a vehicle is difficult. It's the how do we know what's wrong? Yes. And did we mm-hmm. fix it? And I think I think EVIT is that very level. I mean, we're talking, you know, JB, East Valley Institute of Technology, man. This this is high school rock star. Yeah, you gotta stuff. come out here and see us. Um, definitely. You guys, uh, JB coming to town that I mean, this is an award winning, nationally renowned program. And if you're listening and I, I don't care who you are, male, female, uh, cousin to Uncle John Bob Louie, you guys gotta dig in, at least take a tour. Because Cody, yeah. your facility, brother. I mean, I thought I was in a Penske garage. <laughs> it's it's top notch. You have the technology, yeah. and what I really like, guys, you have the community support, which means you got. I mean, you have we're, industry we're, behind it. Industry's yeah. behind yeah. big time in so, auto. I mean, you got Mike huge. McAfee, who's the president of the Dealers Association, yeah, right? A- AES is huge. NATEF, we're a NATEF accredited program. Tell us um, about NATEF real quick. What does that stand for? NATEF is National Automotive Technicians Education Foundation. That's okay, right. so. Um, they're huge in the way that they go through. They examine our curriculum, our yeah. cooling, all of our equipment, and they make sure that, that we're up to snuff, we're up to speed on, on the technology that's out there today. Good. So when the students are leaving my program and they walk into a shop as an entry-level technician, that the tools that they used in our shops are the same thing that they're using Well, that's so important field. because, and JB, I don't know if you had challenges as a teacher, but, but the equipment that you have, you know, did you have industry – buying into it because schools don't have all this money to buy everything are they donating it did they do that with you jb yeah we were very fortunate that we had some of the latest equipment from hunter and all that um in the shop but our basic stuff that was where we lacked a little bit yeah. so we we're always begging to get basic engines and stuff like that in. Sure. but we actually had the high-end stuff diesel stuff and everything that we needed for wow. the technicians to learn well, I tell you, um, your instructors here and your your uh, James Martinez is uh, uh, an Our amazing counselor. Yep. counselor. Um, many of us uh, throughout the valley, our garages are open doors, you know, and uh, that is also uh, as today we're trying to formulate something with the Automotive Service Association mm-hmm. where we could do a little bit more. We got to get the liabilities square, right? Yeah. We still got youngsters. We got to get them over to the garage and so on, but. Um, I have a question, JB. Uh, you were 10 years or so ago. Um, technology was around, of course, 10 years ago. But, man, that new F-150 has 150 million lines of code. I mean, if we could say That's now's amazing. the time, if you guys are great with uh, computer games, if you guys are technically savvy, forget about Hubba Bubba under a tree fixing a, fixing a car um, JB, the technology today, you've seen a big difference from 10 years ago with students. Hell yeah. 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 I came in, I'm dating myself. I came in the field and we just went over fuel injection from carburetors. All right, hang on. We got some old school music. We got a little old school. <laughs> hang on a minute. Or do you want to reflect? We get you a little reflection. So JB, back in 1972, when you entered the industry with one little carburetor <laughs> wrench, waxes you. <laughs> All uh, we had to do was clean that dang thing and that's made it running. Look at it. You be sound all square. Did you put some water in the carburetor, whippersnappers? But when it comes down to it and me not being an auto tech and, a, and the radio guy, you know, the consumer, it, it, does anything run any differently than it did 40 years ago? Big time. Oh, Cody, talk yeah. about this. Because, Cody, now back up. Before you were an instructor, yeah. mm-hmm. you you were a technician at BMW, was it? No. I, no. I, I spent 11 years with uh, Toyota. Toyota, yep. tell us about that. Tell us about your experience with Toyota. Uh, Toyota is a 
absolutely phenomenal manufacturer. Um, they stand behind their dealers. They stand behind their, um, their technicians, uh, all of their support staff. I started off at a fairly young age. I got into the business uh, right around 19. I did go to a, um, a vocational school. Uh, once I graduated, I went through all of Toyota's classes, and it took a, a few years before I became a master certified Toyota technician. I'd already become an ASC master. Right. Um, and then uh, a few years later, I became a team lead, and I actually found mentoring and training some of the newer technicians that were coming into the field. That lit you up. That was it. You, for for, for me, that up. was it. It was, it well, was almost Steve, better than a paycheck. Isn't that, the, isn't that the bug in a teacher? That's Absolutely. what inspires yeah, a teacher. Oh, sure, sure. You, you never knew about the education no. side until maybe your supervisor said, hey, I need you to get these guys together yeah, right. and show them how to do this. Right. And that lit you up. It did. And uh, I wouldn't turn back. I absolutely love uh, teaching this young generation. I mean, these guys are the future technicians. Um, and, and like what this, what this show is about, you know, we're, we're way far away from the ages of fixing a car with a screwdriver and a wrench. Right. I mean, you know, some of the technology that we utilize um, with our laptop systems and, um, you know, different things that we use diagnostic equipment is uh it's light years well i give i give folks perspective right without getting too deep into technology right think about the f-37 fighter raptor jet that plane which is state-of-the-art has 35 million lines of code again people the new ford f-150 that's 150 million lines of code. look the first space shuttle was like half a million lines of code so if you're listening and you've kind of thought about it, but you said, well, I had this vision that we're just going to wrench a couple nuts and bolts, right. maybe throw on some brakes. No, people, this is the time to dive in. At least, can people come see you, Cody? Absolutely. For a tour. Tell them how we do this. I have an open door. You guys can come down anytime. Uh, we'll give you a set of safety glasses, come through the shop, sit in on one of my classes, check in at the first, yeah. at the front first, you know, make sure you get a nice little visitor pass. Um, let us know that you're coming. Come right. And, and I always Come tell here. you guys, and, and mom and dad, if you're listening, uh, grandma, grandpa, uncle, aunts, always a welcome open door to our facility, Chandler and Dobson. Uh, our place is almost like a clinic. It's mm -hmm. a clinical environment. There's education. My top guy who's a master, you mentioned advanced level training. We are still acquiring training. They're still at hunger because... You know, as Tyler's nodding his head here in the studio, well, it, it's never technology ending. Technology changes, sure. It changes. So what I'm saying to you guys listening, you guys know that Ranch Nation, we are a community. It's not one way. We're not just spitting it out to you. We want you to spit it back to us, which means I'm telling you right now, if you guys are listening, you got kids, you got young ladies in the family, you got an open door, Desert Car Care Chandler and Dobson, you just come on in. Yeah, and of and course, even. And it's in EVIT. And what I'm saying to you people is you don't have to make an appointment. Nobody's trying to sell anything. We right. just, you, some of us are listening. We just need to get it out of our system. Sure. Because we saw a show or we read in a magazine. But how is it? How are the other people in the industry? Right. Isn't that a big thing? It's a huge thing. Like, you know, we want to do stuff, but we're like, well, I don't know. How do other people behave in this yeah. uh, environment? How do we get started? How do we it, get started? It's another big thing, too. You know, so um, Evid has a great program down here, and I think we got Greg Buckley coming on. Uh, to sort of recap here, guys, uh, I think it's, it's in order. We're going to wrap this up for next uh, segment. Um, again, East Valley Institute of Technology, JB's on the line with Bolt on Technology. Boltontechnology.com. And we appreciate you. I think I'm I'm think I'm catching up with you guys in Tucson this weekend, I believe. Yeah, we have some crew out there, I think. Yeah, so uh JB come back to the show, yeah? Yeah, man, definitely. We always appreciate you, man, uh, stopping by. Thank you so much. Yeah, if Buckley's listening right now, thank you, JB. If Buckley's listening right now, call us right now because we've taken no breaks and we're not going to. <laughs> well, you know, I think there's we've a lot We've got 10 minutes left, 480-655-8870. Got a question from a listener. Yeah. Wants to know, if the brakes are squeaking, does that mean I need new brakes? Not always. Not always. Be careful with the brakes. Um, hey, guys, listen, think of it differently now. I'm, I, for, my, for my musicians out there, you guys can relate. Think of a wind instrument, right? When you blow into a clarinet, there's a reed, and that reed vibrates. That's harmonics. So with your brakes, you may have a harmonic issue. Brakes, it's amazing, Cody, that brakes are as quiet as they are. Now, I would say if this is your first brake squeak, and you've got, let's say you've got 50, 60, 70,000 miles, yeah, take that serious. Get it in the garage. But if, you know, the thing is, be careful. Have it inspected. Uh, brake squeaks can be two things. I see a lot of one. Cheap 
break pads. Okay. Hello, that's a $9 yeah. sneaker, people. You can't be running a marathon with a $9 sneaker. No. And number two, break dust. Right, yeah, um, but you should get them checked out get this weekend out. because yeah. you don't want it to get to the rotors because that's the real expensive part. Exactly, breaks is that kind of look. It's like teeth, people. If the guy said brush your teeth every day and you didn't brush your teeth and you go up in a dentist and now he says you need a tooth pull. Hey, on the phone with us, our blue hen of Delaware, Mr. Greg Buckley. Hello, Mr. Buckley. What is happening? What is happening, Mr. Greg Buckley? <laughs> hey, gentlemen. We're How's excited. Everybody? We're just happy to have you on, brother, out of Delaware. What are you doing? Hey, man. Oh, well, you know, I just heard some great, you talk about training and keeping up with things. I had a whole day of great training up in uh, Jersey. So, uh, nice. I my film and, uh, Greg, talk straight into the phone there. We're getting a little bit of that side side as well. I don't know if oh, you got yeah, it under okay. your chin, but there you go. Yeah, I apologize. <laughs> I'm, I'm in the car. We understand. Well, let me let me just tell the people I always look, I always got to set up Mr. Greg Buckley. If you're new to the show, Greg calls in every week. Greg is a champion for our industry uh, out of Delaware. Uh, Buckley's Car Care, Wilmington, Delaware. If you're in that Delaware area, go see Greg. And Greg champions a lot for our industry as an educator. And we are talking about why would anybody even want to become a mechanic? And specifically, we're talking a little, we're talking a little bit about our ladies out there. Now is yeah. the time. Um, so, Greg, well, tell me, tell me about what is, what are you seeing in your neck of the woods with uh, well, edu- you know, education? Well, you know, I listen to the whole show, and, and it's funny. We were at a community event about a month ago, and a young woman stopped up to me, and she goes, "Man, I miss, I miss working on cars." And I saw that she had a young one in tow, and I go, well, are you, are you still interested? And I said, I know a lot of people that could get, here's my card, here's my name, give me a call back, because I was in collision in body, and I really miss it. I said, well, listen, I said, I, I, I can reach out to people to help you, but I never heard back from her, yeah. you know, which is a shame, and... Um, well, let me ask you. Let's get right to it. What what are we what yeah. are we seeing? And Cody, you can chime in. What are we seeing? Um, I go back to Haley. Uh, she was generous enough generous enough to actually share her feeling and her thought. She texted and said, "Hey guys, you know what? My nine year old, she's going to get this education. She's going to at least get to the basics." What do you think? Why do you think that gal never called you back? You think she was intimidated? I, you know, I tried to, that could be, um, I certainly, I was welcoming her with open arms. I, I gave her names of two, two very prominent women in, in our industry, uh, that know how to get her in the right spots, you know, um, and I don't know what stopped her. Maybe she just thought that yeah, maybe there's personal reasons. I, I, yeah. I couldn't tell you, right. um, but I think that, you know, overall, I, I really do think that we need to have attitude changes from parents and, you know, guidance counselors, you know, people who are, you know, in charge of you know, helping or assisting young kids, male or female, find the path, find their path. Well, I'll be, I think, I think that I think I'm going to put the blame on us. I'm going to just put, I'm going to just say we as garage owners is perhaps mm-hmm. we've got some dealership executive management. We've done a horrible job. I'm not oh, blaming yeah. anybody. I'm going to take the blame. We've done a horrible job. We have forgot to slow it down. We well, have forgot to invite the community. We have forgot to invite the young ladies that are interested. Let me ask first. We don't know. Let this me is throw a suggestion problem. out there, Frank. It's our problem. You're president of what? Well, I'm, I'm actually not. I've, okay, you were. For three years, okay. president of Automotive Service Association okay. here in Phoenix. You have a scholarship from the Automotive Service Association for a female? Well, not specifically, specifically for, a female. for a female. I think it's, you should. Yeah. Well, I, I think that would be great, Frank. Um, uh, okay. If we if we could pull some strings and, and just I don't think get, we get need the, to pull strings. Get, I think we just need to here. Here. We, think we need to do, do it. it. We need you, to do you, it. You guys could do it, or well, the dealers, automobile automobile dealers association could also have that. But we well, also have to because change they perception. Need to, we do. Perception. We, we got to change perception because a, a lot of the parents, think, as soon as the I parents, I mean, when are, you look at it, well, my, my opinion on everything is look, I, I really appreciate anybody stopping getting anybody yeah 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 yeah. and you know uh it's i I think we have to start to highlight the thrill of the technology that we're engaged with and what we're doing and and how how important and vital we are to you know the economy to the community to the other industries i mean if it rolls someone in our profession is responsible for that 
whether it's from the tech side, I mean, from the, you know, actually reprogramming or laptop digital side of things, to the physical side. There's room for everybody yep. in this profession. I'm just trying to find, Greg, I'm trying to find a way because it, it's a, this way in education. You know, we have 40 different programs at EVIT here in Arizona, mm-hmm. and, and we're always looking at the non-traditional. Where in automotive, there's sure. less females. In radio, there's less females. In, you know, in cosmetology, there's less males. So, you right. know, what what can education do to try to bridge that with industry? And I'm thinking, you know, there's another thing. Obviously, you know, there's people take tours of our school and they see it. But what about even reaching out at, at an eighth grade level to, to schools and say, you know, partner with a school and Cody could do this mm-hmm. or in, in partnership with, with Frank and Frank shop, bring everybody in and, and, and teach all these, like we want all these girls to come from the school, get in touch with the PTA, have a workshop. Frank already does female workshops at women well, workshops. We, we do, but you know, um, we need to have the young women workshop. I'm just saying um, we, we unfortunately guys, it's the way, way radio goes. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to have posted on the website. Some of the, Female mentors. I feel a little awkward, to be quite frank with yeah. you, uh, as a male in the industry, okay? Um, we did have Bogey uh, with 180 Auto. She probably got tied up. Something happened. She was supposed to call in because Bogey, who uh, sits with us we'll on see the advisory, week, week, maybe next this, week, right. but um, I, I will do my due diligence for you people. We're going to put it on the friend section of the RanchNation.tv site, and I'm going to top off. There's at least five champion women in this right. in at least specifically yep. as as automotive technicians now we that number can go to clear 100 right now um but i say i would like to make this a goal i would like to make this a goal of rich nation I'd like to make this a goal with you cody absolutely and we, we we pick a school and we target that school and we target getting young ladies over here so they understand even in eighth grade what how the car runs how, the fact that you know if you're it, the, how the tires rotate why yep. they rotate you know, just a few basic things, how to change a tire, you know, get, get dirty, have some fun. Maybe that'll find and spark that interest for some, even if it sparks one interest out of 50. I think that's you how know. a lot of it starts too, Steve. Yeah. I mean, especially, you know, as a young child starting to tinker with things, pulling things apart, um, getting some hands on sure. experience, you know, maybe just like you said, holding a workshop where they can come in and right. we'll set up an engine or something where they can pull spark plugs and do yeah. some cool stuff yeah. and yeah. just maybe kind of get, get that fire going, you know? And, and like I said, right. uh, I think a huge portion of that is changing yeah. the perception, get yeah. the parents on board, sure. you know, um, the traditional four year university degree, that's not the only pathway. No, um, it's not, not at all. You're right. Well, listen, you're right. Hey, some of us are yeah. not. I, I don't mean, have that. That's not the yeah. only pathway. I don't right? have that. I'm a teacher. I'm in radio. I'm certified because I did it. I'd rather learn from somebody who did it as, a, as opposed to somebody yeah. who read about it in a book. Absolutely. And if you're passionate about this, you know, the, as long as you follow your passion, the, the, the money will follow you. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you don't have to worry about. Well, it's a noble career, guys. Yeah, you know, when we talked earlier. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a noble career Something for Something that anybody. isn't going anywhere in the near future. Yeah, no. no, and it's solid. The stability is there. Yeah. Yeah. So the real quick, real quick, Greg, we got to talk about this because a lot of people listening will say, great, great. I hear you guys. I want to get started. Should I pay for a private institution or should I do my two year after I come out of EBIT? Should I go to a two year community college? Or associate's degree. Right. Greg, tell me about that. What, what are some options for folks? Uh, how can they how can they get well, further? I mean, yeah. it, it all depends on what your I would think what your makeup and your background is. Um, get your high school's. You know, and start looking. Well, I don't think there's been a better time to try and get involved with our profession. What I like about the community college aspect is they're not in it for profit. Okay. Right. Just like us, they're in it well, for education. We've got to be careful. I mean, there's some there's some for profit business. There's some great that's ones. Okay, that's but okay. there's also I some that aren't. I will say that you know, in, in talking to a lot of not just from my personal experience, I've seen a bit of a different culture, if you will. Again, not knocking the the private side. No. Uh, but I want to mention something because yeah. we we didn't even mention this. What? We didn't talk about this, and it frustrates me. Firefighters have camaraderie. Police officers have camaraderie. But I will tell you, you will not find. You want to talk about a group of people that have got their back, a brotherhood, a sisterhood. I've seen it on Ranch Nation. And let me tell you, you get a bunch of people to get together to do some fundraising at a car show, look out, because we're going to raise some money. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Buckley, we got to wrap it up, man. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Mr. Buckley. Take it easy. Greg Buckley from from Delaware. 
our blue hen of Delaware, blue if you will. Blue hen out of Wilmington. And I got to tell you, before we get into the weird automotive news, guys, I got to tell you real quick, big shout outs to Kukui, which is an awesome platform out there helping out the industry. Kukui, Mike uh, Dela Cruz, I want to make sure we didn't forget to give you a little shout out. And uh, I got to tell you, you guys uh, want to get into some of this weird automotive news. You're not going to believe what we got. Are you ready? The Wrench Nation wild and wacky news on wheels. Well, all right. We always talk about technology here on Wrench Nation. It gets kind of it gets kind of goofy, but our friends at Autoblog, if you want to check it out, you are stuck in traffic, and there is this SUV, and you're pretty upset, and you're saying, man, I wish I could get out of this traffic. And so this SUV, it is a Jeep Cherokee, will actually lift you up like a little elevator. And you will drive right over traffic. It'll lift you up and it'll leapfrog right through those traffic jams. If you want to check it out, go check out Autoblog. You can catch the video. Is this Jeep Cherokee here today? Well, I don't think so, but it's certainly interesting. <laughs> That's your leapfrogging Jeep Cherokee on this what edition. What was the car in the 80s that would flip over? Was that, uh, oh, was remember it, that thing? It was, was an it? SUV. It was, it was like a Jeep, but it wasn't. It was like a Weeble Wobbles, but yeah, they don't fall down. what was it called? Down. I forget the car. Anyway, uh, thanks to Cody Metcalf, <laughs> even Automotive Instructor, for being here today. Yeah, yeah we you rock. Come thank back you for and your insight, see us. Man. And uh, such a ton of special guests. We thank you guys. Of course, Wrench Nation on Facebook, Twitter, all the social media, and WrenchNation.tv is the website. Make sure you go there and join the wrench posse we want to tell you also people this show is all about you if you got any comments or ideas about show topics come and see us on facebook or twitter or get onto itunes we'd love if you can review us and uh we appreciate you guys this is therapy for us Steve. i love it we love you guys and as always say be safe hug each other and hug a mechanic